welcome to Marvellous WandaVision, in which we will be discussing episode six, all new Halloween spectacular, exclamation mark. Joining me today with magnificent sound effects is uh, Laura. Hello. And Matthew. Yo, magic. Oh, it's so on brand. Good. There you go. (laughs) And so we reached the 1990s. Presumably in one division, and was it Malcolm in the middle? Is I mean, I remember an intro sequence with some children. It was you know like that, um, and for me, just to just get straight in there. I mean, we will be coming back this time, at last, to talking about the music and the titles and so on. But we're going to put that to one side for now because it really was excruciating, and uh, go straight to the fact that I was nauseated as I was by the setup and the annoying brat children, I was quite sold on the concept of like, what will it be like to have this entire thing rated by the small children and led round with the tiresome camera work and all of these hallmarks of the 90s. And it was a bit like the show just went, nah, it's too much. No, we're not going <laughs> to. I felt like it gave up just even as we were getting started. So um, anyone? Yeah, I uh, similar feelings. I've never... I think I may have seen bits of Malcolm in the Middle, but I had to actually look up as to what this sitcom was meant to be. And then when they said that, I thought, oh yeah, well, Brian Cranston, I know about that much. Um, but but that didn't start until 2000. So I feel that they've kind of, I don't know if last one was meant to be more 80s, 90s, and this is 90s, 2000s. Maybe this know. is the 1989 cringe point for this Maybe. week. Maybe. Yeah. Solve the problem. Oh, that would. I thought the credits... We'll go on to later, but I thought that that was all very yeah, stylized, I suppose, as to what we're looking for. And yeah, it just seemed to just die off after a while, didn't it? And it was just um... spaghetti episode. Hmm. I Weird. just I got really lost with with because it's been so formatted and so interesting and and neat with the with television when it was there, and then we had the episode where the television wasn't quite there, and I missed it. And then this one, I just I felt it was all set up, and then it kind of dissolved, and I. I couldn't tell whether they just felt that committing to it would be too jarring and annoying for a modern day audience. Fascinating, by the by, that you can do all of that work with the 50s and 60s sitcom, mm. but you, you, in that case, wouldn't do it for the Millennium sitcom. Um, but yeah, or, or maybe that's just not the show that we're watching. Maybe it's not as committed as, as it seemed like it might be. What did you think, Matthew? I quite liked it as a conceit that really for me solidified the boys are characters that we should be paying attention to it's really hard because the show has so much work to do and so much work that it was trying to do this week and and this week i don't have a huge amount to say because this wasn't um adding new elements to the mystery box this wasn't really doing too much more with the sitcom plot there wasn't really a plot to the sitcom itself particularly Except with how integrated it was to the MCU mm. style plot. But this was saying, right, you've now got all your mystery box elements. So we're just going to give you more characterization on Pietro. We're going to give you a bit more. There's something going on with uh, Agnes. We're going to give you a bit more for, you know, visions breaking out. People are aware of what Wanda's doing to them. We're doubling down on all these things so that when you learn what they are, you really understand what we're doing. Mm. So you didn't hope that it would be actually a Halloween spectacular because I, I was excited. I did think, you know, but what if it, it's the Vision that we can watch every year for a party? 
It's really not. I no, mean, no. no. It's not the, what is it, Buffy Pang's Thanksgiving episode it's, or yeah. Fear Itself. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely not the Buffy Halloween episode. It's, no. no. Yeah, it's a. Oh, it's not a nothing episode because there is interesting stuff. There, 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 there are really good conversations in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, I think, the, the stuff about it. But there's no point where I go, oh, and wasn't it really exciting when... And I think they really set us up for it with the the cliffhanger at the end of episode five. Mm-hmm. I was expecting, right? We've only got uh, from there four episodes, include this one. They're gonna have to start un- unraveling some things now. Um, and so, yeah, I left it sort of thinking, oh, it's a bit of a filler episode, mm-hmm. and it's not. When I've then gone back and made notes and watched it again and what have you, it's not. But from the mystery box viewpoint, which they were really ramping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's some interesting points, but it just for me actually, I'm a bit disappointed as to how it's progressing, or how certain things are progressing, unless they're misdirection. And I'm just a bit surprised at how little was revealed in this episode. For me, it was the episode of the Punchable Men. Can 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 we just? I mean, I don't know which man you're particularly thinking of, but I almost have a short list really yeah i've well i've got a list of two that i'm happy to borrow from yours well let's Um, let's see hayward yes i think the writing of him's really good because Mm -hmm. i really want to throttle him Mm -hmm. um that sassy best friend comment (laughs) it's a little knowing oh i just wanted to punch him when I watched that again, I just you look at Jimmy, and I I feel like he's almost volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> I just there's a little little yeah thing in the face, and I just thought, yeah, you'd like that. That that would be cool. <laughs> that, you'd have fun there. <laughs> well, so I've got Hayward and Pietro, and I mm. know Pietro's written to be as you know as he runs Manchild. through that's his role. Um, he says he but, wants to come and give her grief. Yeah, but mm. oh. And I have Jimmy as my wonderful exception. I've decided he's now by far the best Chris um, and the most fanciful man in the MCU. <laughs> Honorary Chris Randall Park. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> Who else was on your list? Well, look, and I, I realise that it's not like it didn't happen in the episode before, but I had a real just grating problem with the scene with Agnes and Vision. Um, where first of all there's that whole thing when she kind of starts shouting dead at him a lot and that's mm. it was a bit it, it uh, felt like a lead balloon it just it just was odd for me and but it wasn't odd enough like they didn't lean into it to have her glitching anyway then we go through where sort of she starts laughing mm. and even then she's not glitching and it was almost like the, the equivalent of slapping the hysterical woman like, well, she's laughing and we'll never get any more sense out of her. So he's just like mute. Mm. And I just, I, yeah. I really took against that. And I don't know whether that says more about me or it, but it felt like poor writing and it felt like leaning into something that was just totally out of place. And I, I don't kind of love this vision sort of going in and dipping in and out of people. Yeah, I, when he did the same thing with Norm, when Norm was getting hysterical let's say mm. he sort of put him back to something a bit more convenient again it's it's that's the precedent for it and i think the only difference with that was it was it was in a different setting and there were yeah. kind of other people mm. and he wasn't trying to break it for everyone yeah and i think that you could you could explain that away 
and I wouldn't I probably would have thought it was okay if she if they'd kind of written Agnes as glitching through the dead thing and then he'd been like well I guess we have played this through Mm -hmm. which I also think would have lined up with things like should we take that again you know it could have been broken like that Um, and I I just thought it was really awkward and Mm -hmm. odd um, the way that they chose to do it and he was just like ugh done with that and it just it just didn't it's an it's one of those things where it's like in the writing there's there's no necessarily there's not necessarily a problem but it just looks like things and it feels like things to watch and which is interesting seeing that they've been really good on that kind of stuff in the past as you pointed out the the way they did um passive anger with mm. uh, vision when he was confronting Wanda in a previous episode and that they played the body language very passive Mm. Um, even though he was terrified and angry. Um, so they can do it. And I think when they're conscious of it, and this, this just felt like an like an unconscious thing, it, that whole scene was a bit odd, and Vision going off on his own really felt like, it, well, we need to get him from A to B, and it's going to be a bit odd, and it just all felt a bit unfinished and a bit peculiar. Mm. I really liked it from him exiting the hex onwards, Okay, mm. though. Matthew? Oh, so many thoughts. Um, I, I, I think you, you just made a comment about it, like we've said, not being, not a nothing, but a bit of filler or something. And, and I think it might be when we watch it back, and I think this is just to set us up so that when they go, and this character is the devil, and this character is a witch, and this is happening with them becoming mutants, or, or whatever the thing is, they've taken an episode to set precedent for them to give us a yeah. chance to go, ah, yes, they, they threaded some clues with the short time they had, which is this episode. This was the one mm. where they could take some time out. I like your optimism. <laughs> I I just felt like if that's what you were going to do, wouldn't there be a bit more? Maybe. And, and maybe it's coming, and maybe it's false direction. I mean, that's that's my cynicism now, you know, that I don't believe they're going to actually pay off something well, that we're going to have come up with better ideas for what it might be. That's going to annoy us when we finally get there. Because it's almost painted itself into a corner now where if a character isn't the devil, there are so many clues to it. It has to be something better than that. It has to be something that impresses us even more. And I don't know what that thing could be. And and the same with Agnes dressing as a witch. And you said laughing. I'd have called it cackling. Might have been a yeah. right sort of phrase for that one. <laughs> um and in terms of what they're introducing and, and the from the hex onwards, it's really good. Yeah, because I want to see what happens to Darcy when she goes inside. And I want to Yay. see what happens to everyone who's now suddenly, you know, her comment about we've got a full clown car and now it's a circus. Great. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. That's that's nicely paid. That's the sort of end game paying off lines from movies mm. before. It's that sort of thing. Um, so it's it's a really weird one. There's a, There's a lot going on at the same time as there's not much going on. I'm I'm hoping for misdirection. They very much seem to be pushing this idea that Wanda's controlling mm-hmm. everything. That's the narrative. Um, similarly with Pietro, mm-hmm. he's not the Fox Pietro. He looks like the Fox Pietro, but he has all of the memories of MCU Pietro. Mm-hmm. Or some of the memories. That's also another mm-hmm. question I've got. Um, but that's what we're talking about. You know, He's talking about um, that history, which then has me worrying slightly that when we were talking about, oh, is it just a bit of kind of stunt casting 
as an in-joke versus, oh my God, this is now opening up, blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, if it's just the stunt casting, I'm a bit... Do we think he is Pietro? Mm-hmm. I No, I'm not saying that, but he's talking about the memories as if he is MCU Pietro, who got shot. But what I mean is, do we think he is either Pietro? I'm very suspicious of and him. Or someone else. Yeah, I'm very suspicious <laughs> of him, and not just because I can't stand him. Um, he's... <laughs> Yeah, oh, just punch. He's on my punchable really? list, Matthew. Um, okay. Okay. He really seems to be digging for information with Wanda. Um, and so that makes me That's su- the suspicious. Thing. Mm-hmm. She didn't call him in explicitly. Yeah. As far as she's concerned. But he's suggesting that she did. I think. And Darcy suggested that she did. Yeah. And there was things like he says um, mm. he got shot in the street like a chump for no reason. And, you know, the reason was he saved, was saving mm. Hawkeye and the boy. So is this showing Pietro's, like, this Pietro in inverted commas, lack of morals or empathy or what have you? Or is it a snide remark against Whedon for killing off Pietro in Ultron for no reason? Which could be an interesting one. <laughs> oh, let's take it that way. I, You see, I thought, because I'm still going with he is the mm. Fox Pietro, Peter. Can I just say that when you were saying he is the Fox Pietro, I was thinking, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson was much better looking. I was like, no, wait, that doesn't work. <laughs> Fox, not the, Foxy. The Foxy Pietro. Yes. That's what we're calling Um, him now, the Fox Pietro. By the way, nice to see a little clip of him in the previously. Yeah, properly telling us, you know, this is what you're supposed to know about this character. When I saw that, I thought it would have been really helpful actually if they put that in the episode. Or even when, you know, some kind of flashback when when Mm. they're Mm. talking about Pietro getting killed or something. For the people who haven't necessarily been watching it, because Mm -hmm. then perhaps they'd get more of a... I uh, uh, continuing the side the aside. I thought it was Aaron Taylor Johnson when you saw him dead, when she turned round and we yeah. saw the bullet wounds. I was like, "Is that? Oh no, it's not. Oh shame, because that would have been the best cameo. It yes. was just that split second. Yeah. Um, I was still thinking it was the Fox Pietro, and in the X Men universe, he was shot, and he like took a bullet somewhere in the same way that our Pietro... What, you mean, like, not in a film, but off-screen? Yeah, just, just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the the audio description, someone's pointing out on episode five, the audio description does say Wanda stares at the version of Pietro from the X-Men films. Nice, nice. Which does point, you know, towards it being more like that. Um, Yeah, I don't trust Pietro, Peter. Mm. You know, this this might be that actually, yes, it is a whole devil thing, um, or, or using a character who could be conceived as the devil, um, and he's using that face because of metaphysical multiverse reasons. Something along mm-hmm. those lines. Fine. In terms of who I don't trust, I I am not sure whether I trust Agnes's woken up personality. Yeah. And is it just because it's a mystery box show that's making me not trust something? I'm just questioning everything. Well, that's the fun, isn't it? That's why we're doing a podcast, is to question absolutely everything Trust from nobody. <laughs> Yeah, because she, she actually she was acting differently to the other people on the edge of town. She was even further out of town, mm-hmm. and yet she wasn't an, a frozen kind of um, repeating actions. Mm. She was talking. Was she waiting for Vision? Well, exactly, mm. was she? Mm. 
I don't know. Because she didn't need waking up previously. No, and previous she's been the only one so far who's broken within. Well, this is why I want to go back and watch them, and you might have more to throw in this because I've been thinking on the glitches in the sitcom that we've seen. Yeah, they are, they are clearly important because the sitcom stuff is diminishing, and it's the rest of it that's coming. So those are clearly mm. important to something. And there's the moment in this when Ned Herb Herb, thank you. Um, <laughs> I am. If they do pushing daisies next week, I'm still I mean... terrible with names. No, uh, when Herb says, "Hey, Wonder, do you want anything changed? Can I yeah. do something different for you?" Yeah. And there's there's that things like that, and it's we had the mailman last week saying, "Don't worry, your mum won't let him get far mm. from this dog who mysteriously appeared." And when I think back to Je- Deborah drove up in the first one. Wanda, does Wanda make him start choking, make Mr. Hart start choking because he's asking awkward questions? And even though she's so sort of jokily saying it, saying it with a laugh, she's saying to Wanda, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. You know, does Mm. does she know that Wanda is the one doing this and that is some sort of unconscious thing breaking through? Yeah, so um, I was just saying to Matthew earlier that I've watched them through today. Well, watched them through and then fell asleep in the middle and then continued watching them. But I was awake for that bit um, where, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have said about Wanda making him choke. But absolutely, she's saying stop it and she's looking at her husband and then she's looking at Wanda Mm. and saying stop it. And, And I think the first time we saw it, I took it in terms of a, she's asking for help. But mm. now I think she's sort of begging for her, for her to stop it. No, yeah, it, it very Which much felt along those yeah. lines, I think. Uh, and I've not rewatched it, and it's just the strangeness of Dottie saying, I don't trust you. If Wanda's controlling people, why is there someone with that level of autonomy able to say, I don't trust you since you came here, with the red blood and the... Because she's Mephisto. Well, possibly so. It's odd that she disappeared. Mm. That's it. And she had such a big role. And... Mm-hmm. Might she have become Pietro? Well, well that's possible, because he's meant to be a shapeshifter, isn't he? Yeah. And is there someone else in between? The dog. Yeah. Sparky. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I'm just... Like I say, the, the dog yeah. comes out of nowhere. Did Wanda generate a dog for these boys? It's like a weird antagonist. I, I felt almost as if the boys had generated the mm, dog. Yeah. I mean, they found it. Um, but that that doesn't seem to line up with their general powers. Um, I try not to listen to other podcasts on the episode before we actually do, but I caved and listened okay. to one. Um, and they were talking about so this this other character, Nightmare, who's another mm. a villain from the comics, and apparently with a K or just normal Nightmare. I don't know. That's the TV. Yeah. Well, that's what. You, yeah, no, you not know. the beloved Be- between, children's no. adventure show. Between the beloved children's thing and the Justice League trailer, there's a lot of K nightmares. Oh, God. <laughs> that looks awful, by the way. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm still going to watch it. I'm curious, but. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a new superhero movie. Yeah. Um, and apparently, in like the Bewitched intro the cartoon thing there's something that shows his helmet which is a very specific shape and blah and anyway okay. so and the idea being that he's jumping into different characters and controlling mm. them uh, including potentially agnes at times mm-hmm. um so that's a, a potential 
Um, mm. I quite like the scene with Agnes and Vision, actually. I hadn't thought about the way. I, I like it less now. I'm looking from that sort of Sorry. idea of shutting up. <laughs> no, it, it's, I love the complexity of that. The idea of sort of shutting up this hysterical woman because I've got what I need from her. I didn't trust it, particularly the bit when, you know, when she does the, oh, Vision, you know, you're the Vision and um, you're an Avenger and you can help us because everybody else still knows who this person is, I think. I don't get the impression. The people who've got their, like, suppressed personalities, they're still there. You know, Norm knows that things are happening to him, that, you know, that he's being mind-controlled. So, therefore, I would think if Agnes genuinely was being mind-controlled, she would know who Vision was. She just wouldn't be reacting to him that way. Um. So, I yeah, okay. I found that a bit weird. Mm. I just really liked seeing Vision as Vision. Because um, yep. I really like him as a character, and so then when we got to the whole um, him falling to pieces as he pushes through the hex, that was just, that was it made me so sad. Really good, mm. really, so really like that. So, so well good, done. but it just made Awful. me it made me think there's a, a reasonable chance we won't have vision at the end of this. So I was wondering if um, the reason that he's falling apart, we would assume it's because he's you know in bits. Um, as per the autopsy room storage thing mm. that we previously had. Morgue, that's the word. Um, <laughs> you know, the general storage scenario that we had laid out for us before. But I was wondering if the reason that this vision doesn't know that he's an Avenger is because he's a different vision from a different timeline. Because, and only really reading far too much into things potentially, but um, the twins have their powers. They were born with powers. And as we talked about before, there's been no X-Gene in the MCU so far. Mm -hmm. So has Mutant in some way, despite still being his robotic self, brought this over from another space? Or has Wanda borrowed this from another... Like, if we were doing the multiverse, Mm. you could start crossing things over. And then, well, how do you get someone out of another multiverse? Can you have multiple people multiple instances of one person in one universe mm. that isn't Spider-Man, you know, what what are those conditions? Is it possible that actually this is a vision, but the only reason he can be sustained inside the Hex is because the Hex is, for whatever reason, another possibility, another possible world. That would tie back into the Hex is actually a jump gate, but it's a jump gate to another mm. verse of some mm. sort. Mm. Like it takes up space in this first mm. but and now it takes up a lot more space yeah it it's got a God, circus cool. loved yeah. it loved it mm. really really loved it and that is a god-awful circus with that many clowns <laughs> <laughs> well i suppose it is the best thing to turn soldiers into though isn't it yeah i, I really <laughs> you know, like that's I, I where her subconscious that. went <laughs> yeah. mm. and, and and it did have a funnel cake van so cool sort of Churro donut things. Does that mean something, or do we just like them? We just like them because they're churro okay, good, donut good, things good, cooked good. hot. Okay. Sh- sugary and greasy carbs. Nice. <laughs> Can't go wrong. It's not a euphemism if that's where you were going on. No, I was thinking is this some something about the funnel with the multiverse funnel, something, something I didn't know. Famous superhero funnel. The funnel. It's gonna come down and Drain things into a pot very neatly. By far not know. the weirdest 
character in comic books. No, no. Who's the weirdest character in comic books? Oh, I did know this. I mean, there's there's the cow, um, <laughs> from one of Wanda's storylines. That's pretty okay. odd. Nice. Um, you know, there's a few. <laughs> D- DC does have condiment king. Yes. So. Yes. Is that not just an advertising opportunity? <laughs> uh, I've only seen him in Lego Batman, and he didn't. Mm. Yeah, he he didn't have uh, branded condiments. Condiment gun. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, Evan Peters. What about him? Punch him. Does a re- really good Sam Rockwell impression, and that's why it's interesting. <laughs> your no, I like sort of Sam Rockwell against him so badly. Well, but Sam Rockwell as Thingy Hammer. Not yeah, Hammer. I like him. <laughs> no, um, Justin Hammer. Justin I Hammer. Thank you. you very much. Was is brilliant. Is, yeah, annoying, but still brilliant. Still yes. has that charm, and that's that's the sort of vibe I get from. That is not the vibe I got. Wow, <sighs> really? No, what, I mean not least because they introduced Hammer him from... as an annoying man child. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, just <laughs> man child, just. Uh... But then he jumps up and plays with his nephews, and yeah, and then gets him to smash the jack o' lanterns yeah. that people this have is spent that time thing. carving. Right. Can I just draw your attention to yet another instance of the show signing off on frankly antisocial behaviour? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> in in this show, in a show, yes, it is absolutely. <laughs> and like, I, I just, I don't think that's cool, Uncle. I think that's destructive. Okay. Yeah. But also odd, <laughs> like really odd. Like, if anyone turned up and did that with your kids, would you not be like, hold on? <laughs> yeah, I think the silly strings one thing. The smashing of the um, silly strings, yeah. Sally String was funny. The moment that made me hold on was where Vision couldn't go with him, and he says, the kids need a father figure. Hold on. Uncle says, that's a bit weird. Yeah, well, I felt there were lots of things that he said that were a bit weird. Can I just, another thing about, you know, not having paid as much attention to the MCU as I might, is that I'm really, as you know, attached to Wonder and Pietro from the comics. Yeah, love it. Um, just a touch. And I hadn't really investigated just how much they're retconned in the MCU. <laughs> and just how grotesque and wrong the drawing of them is in these. Like it, it makes me very, very sad and angry. And if this is not going to be an opportunity to say, yeah, we shouldn't have done that and actually we're gonna make them the characters that they should be, mm. I'm gonna be very disappointed. I mean, I don't know how much the MCU cares, but that's really bad. So you made a comment about you're not sure we're going to come out of this with Vision. Yeah. I'm not sure we're going to come out of this with Wanda. Ooh. Certainly with Wanda as a goodie, in a, a good force in this universe. Yeah, cause she's, well, in, she's in Doctor Strange too. So we we'll yeah. have some form of vis- uh, Wanda. Might not be this Wanda, might be a different multiverse Wanda. But there, there is a Wanda story with Doctor Strange that I can see coming out of this. Okay. As things are. Where... Yes, I mean, I, I think you're not wrong, Matthew, but you're not necessarily right either. <laughs> that perfect sweet spot. Such yeah. is my lot in life. <laughs> Middling. <laughs> you're not wrong, but we're never going to tell you you're right, even when you're right. Well, this, isn't, this is not a spoiler podcast for a film they haven't made yet. <laughs> but, there, but there is a storyline that I would actually really like to see them do. Mm. That could be really good, um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Well, it, 
I don't see from everything that she's done that there is a way out of this where people are still positive about her. Well, if it's her. Fair. That's a fair point. But equally, I will be... The, the, the way out of it that I can see is and she was duped by the devil. And it's just like... Yeah, she was under some kind of control. Okay, so her story becomes about a man. Yeah. Which, this is supposed to be her story and her doing stuff, and it just... Is Mephisto definitely a man? Well, if he's played by Evan Peters... No, but is that that Mephisto shape-shifting to look like Pietro? You think it would then suddenly become... Well, and and so was he Dotty previously? Yeah, Mm -hmm. was he or she... Were they? um, Dotty previously, Agnes Mm. sometimes, which would explain Mm. why we've got this inconsistency with Agnes. Weird duality of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I. But also, I mean, if if she made if it was a deal with the devil, mm-hmm. that's not being in the hands of man. That's making a deal with the devil. And yeah. Again, that doesn't necessarily go the way you think it's going to. If it's that, um, I mean, I believe Wonder when she says she doesn't know. Yeah, I believe that she's got some blanks. Do we believe that she's this literate in sitcoms? That would explain why some of the timings are out. Well, well, the sitcoms have been very big franchise sitcoms that got broadcast on TV in other places, such as Eastern Europe, hmm. where there was a massive war raging and so on. Like, I have seen articles where people wrote about, like, actually, that's kind of believable because that's all that was on TV outside of the news. That's mm-hmm. fine, but did she watch Malcolm in the Middle? So she's meant to be 29 before the blurb, based on the age of uh, the... the date of birth they gave her. So yeah, I think she probably would have been about the right age. Yeah, should have been mm-hmm. the right yeah, age. Syndication and what have you. Could be. I just mm. I, yeah, I suppose I would I would like to have any indication that that was part of Wonder from before. Um and and again, I'm as you know, not a huge fan of of Wonder's characterization in this. I could see um from what little we saw of MCU Pietro in Ultron, I could see him being really into sitcoms. Or, you know, this kind of mm-hmm. um, that would be better. <laughs> watching uh, Malcolm in the Middle type thing, being into sort of American culture. Mm-hmm. But isn't the whole point that they're protesting against the Americans and uh, anti-American? So to kind of, I mean, it, maybe it's in some way some kind of punishment from some older foe. <laughs> I didn't think of them as being necessarily anti-American, the very anti-Iron Man. But I don't know if that would necessarily translate. Given how all pervasive American culture is, mm. I, I don't think I've ever really not wanted to see Friends because I'm annoyed with something America's done. Well, I'm not saying it translates or is even a good characterization. Mm. I'm just saying. And and they talked about them being radical radicalized against them. Mm. Is there an aspect that that radicalization is based on? Here is what they want you to think, and here's what they actually are: bombing and blowing things up, or selling weapons to our enemies. And is this curative programming? Mm. Mm. Have we gone back to a different Hydra experiment? Uh, uh, she seems to be very genuine when she answers Pietro's questions. Yeah. So that's why, like, the conversations are really important. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't think she either does know how she's doing it, or she is just doing it. And doesn't feel that there's an outside influence. So whether there is an outside influence or not, or whether someone's about to offer her an outside influence to rewrite everything that's happened, mm. something along those lines. But she's obviously suspicious. I mean, she's had controls in the past, mm-hmm. and she 
is experiencing things that she can't control or shouldn't control. Mm. And, you know, like when she is testing Pietro, she mm-hmm. is. And, you know, why do you do that test? Because you don't think someone is, is who they say they are. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't seen the X-Men films. <laughs> True. And and she has been trained by Black Widow to be a spy. And... Yeah. Mm. And he doesn't answer her. No, no he doesn't. that annoyed me. Mm. <laughs> I I liked when um she sort of asked, "Where did your accent go?" <laughs> he points out, "Where did yours go?" Yeah, yeah, and right. she's like, oh, "Yeah, okay, touche." <laughs> yeah, that made me very happy. <laughs> Would have been nice if he just dropped into it for a moment, though. Yeah, it's it's a weird episode, though, isn't it? It's so. I mean, we haven't talked at all about the you know grey MCU sludgelands. Mm-hmm. Like barely at all, um, and we did dip in and out a lot. And I think the more we dipped in and out, the more it kind of tainted everything. Which is why I was so happy that it all mm. became circus and mime at the end because I was like, yeah, it was getting a bit dark in there. <laughs> you know, it was pervading. I found it very hard to concentrate on what they were doing. Yeah. Like I just I didn't. Darcy would be like, I'm going to break through the firewall. And I'd be like, wait, what? why are you in this room again? Hang on a second. Like, I'm so interested in kind of watching them talk to each other. and But I, I find their mission concept very dull, maybe. Okay. And Darcy was like, why didn't you tell me the plan? I was like, because the plan is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they tell her the plan, though? I, I'm not sure there was a plan. Yeah, Jimmy just turns around and hits someone and then Monica jumps on board with yeah. the hitting. I have to say, much as I the flighty-fighty kick-kick is not necessarily my favourite bit, I love seeing Jimmy doing some proper ass-kicking. You know, <laughs> but just being competent because yeah. he's been played so much as being the, the lovely guy. Um, mm, yeah. And in Ant-Man and Funny the Wasp, and you know, he's mm. very much that as well. And slightly bumbling, actually, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I don't Absolutely. think we've seen so much in this. Mm. But yeah, for him to sort of take the initiative and just put the, the soldiers down in the same way as you'd see Monica mm-hmm. do it. Um, and again... Efficiently. Um, yeah. That's it. He, he, was com- he wasn't sort of like, oh, he was just throwing punches and Monica had to actually sort it out. He mm. got the job done. Um, and, you know, another opportunity for how lovely he is, because he does that and immediately turns to Monica and goes, you okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's just always thinking about other people. Yeah. Uh, that moment about the sassy sidekick, although, yes, he steps up and it's the joke of he's a sassy sidekick, he is saying, you shouldn't talk to your colleagues yeah, you in that way. You should listen to them. They've got good things to say. Don't have time to denigrate your colleagues. Yeah. He's great. That's that's what you need. And it's a good example. But also just going back to the fighty kick kick, I just, I really like that it's not, um, well, I was going to say it's not violent, but, you know, it is, obviously. But but it's not a joyous violence. No, it's you not, say, it wasn't a big fight scene. It was, uh, no. we just need these, mm. we, we don't have any ill will particularly against these people, but mm. we need them to not be stopping us doing what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. So we will, yeah. yeah. Disarm. But it was it's it's no more than is necessary and it, it mm-hmm. doesn't kind of make it flashier for the fun of it. It's not like this will be fun playground violence, you yeah. know. Which I think we've we've there are there are other things in the MCU where it would have been really stylish. Yeah. So we've talked Vision and Agnes conversation. And we've talked some of the conversations, Pietro and Wanda, although there's so much there you can dig into. Mm. The stuff she's saying, his awareness of the dead husband, there's there's a a lot going on there. That comment, I am pleased she blasted him across the bloody uh, (laughs) town square scare. (laughs) But I just felt like she was like, I don't have time to engage with this. Like, Mm -hmm. you're wrong. 
Yeah, but, yeah. but also, again, and we'll pick it up next episode. I think that pointed mm. towards this idea that he isn't any version. He isn't really any version of Pietro because mm. the Pietro who had any kind of relationship with Wanda, you know, he's seen as being very caring towards her in um, Ultron. And to make that, you know, yes, he's the annoying brother and he's making these cracks. I just don't see real Pietro, whichever version, who has any relationship with Wanda, actually making that crack. I don't think he'd make a crack. I can imagine him not being all that interested in them, though. I don't know. I don't think he's supposed to be that Pietro. Is this series going to make me go back and watch Apocalypse to look at the the characterization of Peter? Oh, don't. Oh, no, he's in oh, another no. one, isn't he? Well, he's in Days of Future Past, which I'm very yeah, happy to watch, one? but he's a very he's a very small part. Yeah, of he just goes around the room. It's the, great. The very fast stuff. <laughs> Frankly, that's all I remember of him in the uh, um, in the Fox films. Which, by the way, there's an episode of Futurama where they all get three hundred dollars, which does exactly that thing, and it's even better. Frankly, <laughs> okay. um, one hundred dollars, one hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, some dollars. Probably not a key. The point. other conversation I wanted to talk about. Was Vision and Wanda. Which one? The beginning. The one conversation they have. <laughs> something, something Spanish. Chili con carne. <laughs> I just, isn't, isn't Vision supposed to have access to Jarvis's knowledge banks and things? No? Yeah, that's a good know. point. I would have thought he probably could have come something better than chili con carne. But it was funny. Was it? Yes, it was. I mean, I'm, I'm just asking. <laughs> That yeah, it was a really weird conversation, wasn't it? Because he mm. seemed to switch mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like he couldn't decide whether he was going to go along with the show. Thanks for playing along. Well, it was the only thing hanging in my wardrobe. Yeah. Mm. Like, yes, I suppose that is the conversation, isn't it? Because <laughs> as we see later, it's not hanging in his wardrobe. He's created it around yeah, himself he, as an illusion. No, from <laughs> like when he copied Thor's cape because he liked the look of it in Ultron. <laughs> he right. can. Yeah. Changes his outer. Yeah. Wouldn't you make that cape like six inches shorter so it's not dragging through the wet grass? Wouldn't you? I don't know. No, you make it something that isn't bothered by wet grass because then you get that kind of sweepy thing. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I've got to say, that's why I'm not a cloak designer. <laughs> <laughs> a metaphysical cloak designer. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the bit at the end of the conversation, because it is all good, it's, it's you know, heard and surprised that he's not going to be there him lying to her about what he's doing yeah. and then at the end where he gives her a kiss on the cheek and goes Wanda be good yeah Ooh. It's, it's odd it's really a strange tack to take and I just wanted a, a bit more of the sitcom I, I feel like it wasn't sufficiently anchored so you kind of got Vision who sort of spun off into his own show mm-hmm. um which isn't as good, sort of like he's doing the Twilight Zone over there. Mm. Yeah, um, an ex-Falsy thing. Hmm. Yeah. It's but just like he's in a music, different show. But with music that doesn't match. The that music really annoyed me. It, the music was a bit too kind <laughs> of sitcom-y. Well, it was 90s okay. sitcom music. Yeah. Wasn't it? But I, it wasn't... It was all really jarring. And all I can assume is that it's meant to be really jarring in, in some way, but I just it was just odd. There's that comment going around a lot today where um, someone's like, this is just a really big inflated Marvel film. Oh, God, that article. Split into episodes, which, well, obviously I didn't read the article. No, obviously not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because everyone was just having a conversation around the title and like, surely you're just referring to television. 
But going by the last episode, (laughs) it is a bear. We have all sorts. (laughs) Welcome to television in which we chop your Marvel films into 30 minute slots with an hour of credits. Imagine watching EastEnders or Neighbours just as a film. Isn't there a Neighbours film? I'm sure there's at least a feature length. Wasn't Scott and Charlene's Wedding a feature length? I think it might be. It should have been. I think there was a video release. Oh yeah, it was. I can see it now. Mm. (laughs) I didn't didn't buy that single. (laughs) <laughs> I don't still have that single on listening vinyl. To, listening to Jason Donovan yesterday, as proven by. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, we were talking about the music, which the incidental music was odd mm. and rotating through this and quite grating in places. I thought um, because it it just didn't it didn't match anything about the scene. I mean, again, I know that's kind of the point. Is it the point? Well, in the past, they've used music and sound design so well in order to evoke emotion. Yeah. Whereas with this, mm-hmm. I, I suppose the emotion was it was jarring. So maybe that's what they were going for. But, with this, but it wasn't it, yeah. jarring, jarring. It was no, just it was weird. just Yeah, it, it just didn't seem like it fitted. I don't know. Like I wonder. be in discomfort. Yeah, it wasn't that kind. But I, mm. I wonder, because this, the writing on this just seems weird, and there's so many things where we're a bit like, this is a bit strange. If this might end up being one of those episodes that when we know when everything's, you know, once we know at the end everything's going on, we'll come back and go, oh, this was a masterpiece that, that they did all <laughs> I of these really things. I hope so. Yeah. Um, because it would be weird for them suddenly to go completely off the boil in one episode. Well, I think that's the thing, because everything is a choice. Mm. And there's a heck of a lot of weird choices. Because mm. there, there will be people who don't spend several days thinking about it and reading about it who when they come back and they go he said the words demon spawn that's so clever because he's the devil mm. we'll go that's really clear really clever and they'll go oh she cackled like a witch wow didn't pick up on that the first time yeah maybe true true maybe we're so close to it they they could again this is my you know cynicism they couldn't do something clever enough for us to spend this much time on it mm. <laughs> and if they do bravo i'm here for it I feel like they must have things up their sleeve. Um, I feel they they mention mum and dad a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought Pietro brought them up a lot, and I thought that was interesting because you know when we mention Pietro a lot, look what happened. So, you know, Ooh, yeah, I'm curious. Mm. If we talked about the um, theory that the actor and actress in the adverts are actually their parents. Because it's the same actors mm-hmm. um, throughout the. Uh... Throughout the, yeah, I'm assuming doing the voices for this one as well. So maybe I don't I'm know. Mm-hmm. Also, how grotesque was the advert? Well, oh, dark. Well, I think there were, there were quite a few dark things about this. Yeah, it was all going wrong. There was definitely a lot going wrong, but that advert mm. was proper wrong. And it's the first one where I've not sort of immediately gone. Oh, that's what it's referring to. Yo, magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's someone feeding off Wanda's magic, that kind of stuff, but not, you know, the, the Lagos. Mm. We knew exactly yeah. what to refer okay, to. The Strucker, mm-hmm. we know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a bit more general. I, I the, the one thing I wondered is, is it something about people who didn't get magic? Because isn't the point that they're the only ones who survived the experiments mm. um, by Hydra? Yeah. Yeah, Something but I mean, the, lines, even maybe. when the boy gets the yo magic, he can't open it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he ends up wasted away. Yeah, a bit like uh, Red Skull, trapped with Infinity Stone. Yeah. Hmm. So if you can't use your magic, then 
Ooh. I thought the um, the animation was fantastic, as in like spot on mm. for yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. period. And Absolutely. speaking of jarring, I mean that was being thrown right into <laughs> into that. You know mm. that was is really it, well done. Is it that the magic can't stave off death? So when we talk about vision, mm. for instance, and Pietro. Yeah, again, it's the sort of reference that might come clean at the end. Yeah. And we go, oh, wow, they were doing some stuff. Mm. And I just, I think it's really interesting that that's the first one that hasn't had a very obvious link to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yes, the toaster, the theories as to what it is, but I mean, they say Stark. Yeah, there's something very clearly linked to the MCU. Them waiting for the bomb to count down and yeah. kill them. Yeah. 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 Mm. But yeah, as far as like mm. the dark stuff, you know, that was dark. Yeah. This idea that that's where the kids have been, they've been sleeping. So, you know, the general kids, um, and that's why they're mm-hmm. all missing. This idea that, well, Wanda's kept them sleeping mm. to avoid trauma, but it's okay to wake them mm. up because I need extras for this episode. Mm. And then the the woman on the um, outskirts of town, where she's continually putting up that decoration, and then the tear mm. coming down, and you just think, mm. oh. Oh, I thought that woman was having a brilliant day at work. Speaking of (laughs) shout-outs to extras who do really tiny roles, I Mm. thought that was really something. You know, if you're going to do one thing, do it like that. That was great. great. Mm. Mm. Really, really solid. Um, And I really enjoyed kind of the slow focus on that. So, yeah, having just complained about the music and everything in that scene, the visuals, I thought, were really Mm -hmm. strong. But, But also really empty. Like, the... I kept sort of looking at everyone to see if there was something interesting or specific happening, but yeah. I mean, not you know, everything is a choice, but but also if I suppose the idea being that they are further away from Wanderer and therefore maybe her powers aren't stretching quite far enough to be able to animate them properly, but then as the hex stretches further, the clowns are running around still and doing mime and what have you. So then there's potentially, well, they're just waiting for a main character to come along and then they'll start. Or is she, it's well, because she's reaching. Okay, so maybe they all started moving quicker. Yeah, maybe. I found it very reminiscent of the Truman Show. Ooh. That thing of they're waiting for him to come down and then they'll start, you know, their but then bit they of the didn't. plot will start. But I mean, you would think that... Well, is Vision the main character? Mm. Yeah, because if she's controlling Vision... He wouldn't be doing what he was no, doing. No, I don't think she's been... Well, so, no, I was going to say, I don't think she's been controlling Vision. She has, obviously, in small ways, because she sent him to the office on a Saturday with him thinking it was a mm-hmm. Monday. But also, having rewatched episode one today, um, when the guy is choking, when Mr. Hart's choking, you can see Vision is looking and looking and looking at him, and it's only when Wanda says, help him, it's almost like he's released mm-hmm. so that he can actually do something about it. Right. But that doesn't seem very consistent. But also, frankly... There's an inconsistency because he's eating food there. And then in the next episode, right. gum screws him over. So yeah. I think you have to give him a bit of leeway. Mm. I don't think she's had to control Vision most of the time. Like, she's put him on the path that he's on. And, um, you know, he's he's generally on track. And then when he goes off track, she has to kind of reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and it's interesting because the more off track he gets the more you can see him just sort of barely, you know, in in the last episode with the dog, he's sort of barely playing along at all. Mm -hmm. And it's quite sad. Yeah, that's... uh, Going back to the Agnes conversation, let's, you know, take it all full circle. Mm. That's the sort of coming back to vision 
of, you know, I, I was born yesterday. He's still trying to work out humanity and understand some of this stuff. So he doesn't quite know what's the right or wrong thing to be able to do with Agnes and Norm and to really get into it. He's, he's uh, you know, we definitely know he has lost chunks of his memory or they're yep. repressed. Um, but what we are seeing is Vision working the problem, which is you know, one of my favourite things on TV. Seeing capable people go and figuring a thing out. Great. And he is just, okay, so there's a weird thing over here. What if I go over there and look further? And what if I go a bit further? And what if I, I'm just building up clues until it all makes sense? So, And when he finally does break out, he is still trying to help the people. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's physically mm. falling apart, he's saying there are people mm -hmm. here who need help. I did wonder with that if... Whatever Hayward and his team have done to Vision, if there was some way of them getting, like, encouraging to the edge, because it's not like he starts moving to the edge and then suddenly the alarms go off and everybody rushes. It's almost mm. as if Hayward knew that was going to happen. Mm. Um, it was, you know, oh, it's time. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I, I don't know, I just would have thought that would be more all the alarms going off and them running to see what's going yeah. on. Because we've got the mystery of Project Cataract, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. Which is presumably a thing. Uh, which is the files that, that Darcy found on his on the computers. Yeah, mm. classified weapons intel. Um, and then we've got the mystery of whoever this aerospace engineer is. Which is still either Riri Richards or, or Reed Richards. Well, she says my guy. Yeah, okay. I think it's a guy. The internet seems so certain. That it's Reed Richards. the one out of the Richards, American yeah. office. No, I John, mean John Krasinski. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> which which it, it then turns out there's an episode where they play a prank. Yes. On Dwight, uh, having not watched The Office, no. uh, this meant nothing to me. But they play a prank that he's always been Asian, and they have Randall Park playing him. Yeah. So. And so now people are sharing the tweets of like, but he's already in the show. It's weird. Because <laughs> Jim, Jim, and I've sort of my flatmate used to play it over and over and over again so i sort of have seen right, various episodes mm -hmm. and yes so jim and um, dwight are desk mates and they have randall park come in and literally to the point he's got photos of him with his wife um who also <laughs> works and sits on the same desk and goes in and kisses her and all of this kind of stuff um which is very Brilliant. funny the way that they're dropping this in this has to be somebody recognizable i think or, or they've made a bit of an error <laughs> by making this such a big thing but i think two yeah. episodes in a row and not making it clear who they're talking about mm -hmm. i think i don't really know who other than reed richards would whether it's john Krasinski or not would be well known enough in order for the majority of people to get it because mm -hmm. there's someone else is it blue marvel or someone's being talked about but i mean even as a Wikipedia comics aficionado as myself. I've never heard of that person. Okay, so let's just do some hypotheticals. On on that logic, it's someone we know or is very famous or someone some way that they'd be recognisable. So is it like it's a scroll? It's the scroll child that she knew that was there with oh, that would be Captain nice. Marvel? I'd like that. That would be lovely. Because the scrolls are definitely there around this time. I mean, it could, it could, if it was Tal Talos, is it? Because mm -hmm. he does, he's around in Spider Man, Far From Home. He is. So we know mm -hmm. he and his wife, I'm going to say, um, mm -hmm. are around and on Earth again. So I mean, that could be because he could be an aerospace engineer for all we know. Could it be? 
you know, because we, we have Iron Man adjacent people. We have Peter Parker himself. Probably not Peter Parker. Probably not, it's probably not Peter Parker. Would you want Peter Parker to engineer okay. your aerospace? I, I don't see Sony lending them a character for this, frankly. <laughs> yeah, um, I, think, I, I think aerospace engineer is probably pushing him, even though he's boy genius. Yeah. But... A little bit. No, I don't, don't think Because I can't think of anyone else that we've had. I mean, Pepper? No, she's not. Someone who works she's not for an engineer. Someone from S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's not Captain Marvel, is it? Well, I don't think so. No, because she's not an engineer in that way. No, she's a pilot. Mm. I was just trying to think, because I finished my rewatch recently, and so Captain Marvel wasn't that long ago. I was trying to think if there was anybody in that. I mean, Marvel, but Marvel died. So, sorry, spoiler for Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> so there's no one obvious that it would be, but yes, I mean, it's likely to be someone. Agents of Shield. It could be Fitz. Hmm. Hmm. With the face that Abby's pulling again, not everybody would know who that is. No, I know who that okay. is vaguely. I, I just I I haven't watched the end of it. I'm assuming he makes it out. That's nice. I I always thought uh, he would. No comment. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, no literally no comment. Thinking not about it. it's not that straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is it just one of those things where it's just like we're going to bring someone in and they're going to do a thing or, or know something but because they're going to come in and have an effect on the plot we need to line it up so that it's not just mm. oh we didn't know what we were doing and someone turned up with the magic key to the problem you know what I mean if you don't plug it in it looks like you ran out of steam and we're like quick bring someone in yeah but also the magic key to the problem doesn't sound like a very sensible key it's a what mobile air raid shelter or something she was talking about this is the thing I'm finding it very difficult, again, as I say, to follow the plan. <laughs> but either way, I assume we, unless we have a very different episode next next week, this week, what day is it? This week. Um, then, Monday. Soon. <laughs> the next episode. Um, yeah. Then, because uh, I took it that Jimmy and Monica escaped the hex expansion. Um, <laughs> nice. No, that's not mine. I stole that. Um, <laughs> take it, take it. It's good. Um, the do you guys take it that they escaped as well? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Um, well, Which means that Darcy will now. I don't know. Does does Darcy now get to kind of take on a role in yeah. the office or whatever well, we're doing next week? Yeah. So this is the thing. Like we talked about, and which. And it's almost why it makes sense that it kind of skipped the 90s because we, we struggled coming up with sitcoms from certain eras that were families, couples, home situations mm. and so on. Suddenly having S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, not S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, S.W.O.R.D. agents and scientists and all sorts of people in there gives you a really good setup to do an office Brooklyn Nine-Nine. In a circus. Even a Big Bang Theory. Type thing. Well, not necessarily in the circus, but they they have a lot more people in there because we also saw the used car sales lot. Yeah. And you know, is is there anything saying one of those could not be a paper selling company, for instance? <laughs> or I mean, you know, to to be able to set that up, is... and it feels like it fits better now. So, and mm. mm. um, I suppose we haven't seen Wanda go out to work yet. I don't think it is going to be. I think it's going to be the office in. In the way that it's a mockumentary, in the same way that Parks and Rec is, right. in the same way that Modern mm-hmm. Family is at the beginning, and then seems to kind of forget about that part way through from memory. They just want them and to do just, funny Yeah, insights. they just break yeah. the fourth wall. Oh, maybe it'll be more that then. I think maybe it'll be Modern more. Family. When did that start? Two thousand and eight. 
I think we yeah. looked this up a few weeks ago. Let's go with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> let's say that. Um, so it could be Modern Family. Mm. But yeah, so so I, it, it feels like it works better with a much larger ensemble. Because the, the struggle, I think, was that sort of two or four person grouping, mm. which we don't mm. do in modern sitcoms. So now we have a lot of people. Mm. Mm. Be cool. Let's talk about the music. <laughs> Before we get to the end and go, let's do it next week. See, I was going to do exactly that. I, think I know. Oh, we've run I out know. of time to talk about the music. I, I saw it coming and I thought, no, I'm going to head you off right now. Because <laughs> I don't think it can get lower than this. Um, I, it was It was pretty grim. I mean, well, the th- authentically so. Do you mean the theme tune or the <laughs> incidental yes. music? The theme tune? No, I mean the theme tune. Yeah, I, I thought it was very, it felt very yeah. of its time. Yeah. Hmm. It was just so weird. <laughs> um, I, I think these choices have been so interesting around how they've kind of really hit you with the theme tune. Um, and particularly when the episodes start with it. Mm. It's mm-hmm. it's a strong impact, isn't it? I mean, when you consider how little we get in the way of theme tunes now, especially now the cold open is your standard, um, which I find quite strange, really. Mm. When when you think about kind of the history of television and sitcoms, I find it quite odd that you have to have a cold open now, um, and then virtually no theme tune mm-hmm. and. I mean, this is not a great advert for returning to theme tunes, given <laughs> the quality of the pastiche. But <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Which which has been your favourite so far? Um, oh, I have no idea about favourite. The, the, the main thing I wanted to say on the theme tunes, like I can understand them hitting you over the head with it because they've got Academy Award winning writers making these theme tunes. So they got um, Robert and Kristin Lopez, who did let it go and mm. all sorts of very very you know very high quality very good things that have the disney <laughs> what yeah won awards and done really good things he worked on not rent or something avenue q yes oh. he, he did the score for avenue q and then he did well. the book for book of mormon yeah. and you know yeah they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah they are they are a big power couple in this world and so i i sort of get them doing that because they've clearly paid a lot of money for it i think the in terms of things like the lyrics they're fine they're all slightly jokey pastiche making can we use oh you wander in a vision <laughs> isn't that funny i i was amused i don't think it necessarily means anything i don't no. the latest one yeah the latest one you know don't try to fight the chaos. Don't question what you've done. The game can try to play yeah. us. Don't let it stop the fun. It's the idea of who's writing it in the show. Yeah. Like because... like with the adverts. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now that's interesting. Because it, it, is, it is interesting because it does seem as if there is kind of a framework that Wanda is operating within. Mm-hmm. And it's as if it's not entirely her design. And like her options are fewer. Um, I, I felt like this week's was the uh, if it's all an illusion sit back and enjoy the show Like, mm-hmm. uh, stop telling me to stop the podcast <laughs> I enjoy thinking about it this much <laughs> I do like the end of that though um, though there may be no way of knowing who's coming by to play mm-hmm. like that. that in combination with Pietro being the only one who is 
titled as being played playing himself. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm. I thought. Um, I don't. Again, I don't quite know what to make of that. No, but I think this all like it. It means you don't have to commit to something, and it means that you're right. He's different, but yeah, it's it's very interesting to just have that kind of be himself, as if Pietro is is this external character. Mm. I think as far as them being parodies, recreations of the of the theme tunes that fit the decade, I think they've been brilliant. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, really impressively so. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, you, you, you don't always imagine that you can do a musical pastiche of something when you're not paid to do it and musically talented. Um, <laughs> and then you hear it and you just... <laughs> it's It's really impressive and kind of as interesting in a way as a lot of the rest of it but mm. does modern family even have a theme tune does it is it just going to be some kind of do you think we'll get like a faux oasis cover or something and <laughs> i'm going to look that up because yeah the, the modern thing is oh yeah it does doesn't it it has a, almost a sort of great british bake-off styley theme tune i don't know what that means <laughs> well you don't watch bake-offs you wouldn't but like a twinkly 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 it's all twinkly, light twinkly. and Funny, silly office comedy situations. Okay. <laughs> the lyrics, supposedly, and I've just Googled this on some random site, the lyrics to the Modern Family theme tune are Hey, 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 hey. Boy, the monkeys. That's solid. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely hope those are the lyrics to, <laughs> to next week's show. That'd be great. <laughs> after all that work <laughs> it is it is one of those things where it's like there's this sterling work happening and I think again because there's this incredible intro especially when re-watching it that's why the sort of dissolution of the television motif is is if it, you can't help but feel a bit disappointed I, I think <laughs> I don't know I, I just I feel such a need to keep coming back to it because this is my catharsis um and I want to end on the happy note of the circus, and I'd love to imagine that actually next week it's going to be a documentary about a magical circus in which everyone has special powers. The clowns look at the camera every so often and go... <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. Yeah, that was that was really good radio as well. Um, I raise my eyebrows, everyone, if you can imagine. Um, Jim Faith. I think if the TV sitcom stuff has really appealed to you, as it has, Abby... Mm. I I think this show is not necessarily going to deliver what you want it to deliver. Going forward. Is the problem. I, uh, and I think in some ways we're actually going to look back on those first episodes and go, wow, they were really weird and not they were the norm. Do you, do you think there is a danger of not just, not just employing a gimmick, but in doing it so well that a significant portion of your audience wishes you'd just done that instead? You know? I think particularly with this one as well, it would have been quite easy for them to sprinkle bits of that throughout. So all they really needed is now and again, one of the kids kind of turning to the camera and saying something. That's what... And they could have continued on the way they did. I would have done. <laughs> but just to yeah. remind us that, oh, by the way, we're meant to be in the sitcom. I, I, I think they could even do something clever with setting up a plot about the neighbours thinking there's ghosts or something. And at some point we see it going on in the background, but we're ignoring that because yeah. there's MCU stuff happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did try looking in the in the background for some kind of Halloween spectacular plot, but yeah. nah. It will be interesting to see with this next one, assuming it is a mockumentary of whatever form, how long they keep that up. Again, do we just see it at the beginning, and then it just moves into sort of normal storytelling? Mm-hmm. I just, I really think that they they made a show on a certain premise, and they clearly have everything they need to do mm. it. So the idea, like, why wouldn't you keep it up? And it is possible it's all terribly clever and and something something, but just from from a joy point of view. Mm. I mean, I know they didn't know there was going to be a pandemic and general misery. And I know this was all supposed to be done ages ago. And we were supposed to have had five other films by now. You know, like maybe we weren't supposed to think about it this much because we were supposed to get Black Widow. And yeah, there's other stuff going on. All the rest of the Disney stable. <laughs> but yeah, if you can, why why wouldn't you? Because we had all that. Well, this is so brave and so new. And actually, that's my frustration is, yeah, but this is the MCU. Mm-hmm. And and I really hope that it's going to be brave enough to at least bring in the X Men. You know, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm stepping a little bit away from whether the X Men will be part of this. I think that they might be establishing some of the core ideas of it. With yeah, even if it's not specifically, I mean, even oh, if yeah, Wolverine not, doesn't yeah. turn up next no. week, like if it opens the door <laughs> yeah, to absolutely. future, yeah, Wolverine just be like, no, no, enough. Well, also, I mean, there's all that concrete semaphore stuff that we talked about last week that spells yes. out X-Men so clearly yeah. something's coming from that mm, clearly. well that's true any was there any semaphore, semaphore this week Matthew have you done a semaphore check can I record two takes and whichever one turns out to be true <laughs> that's the one you read it in yes yes I watched really closely there was interesting semaphore but you'll go into detail next time yeah no no semaphore it was really weird it was just missing well thank you for that update Matthew <laughs> and I am fascinated by what you had to say. Yeah, right. Um, let's cut that whole bit of the conversation because I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to look. No, I love it. We're keeping both takes in. Um, I, I love that you have the power. I trust you. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is me wobbling a bit and just and just trying to hold my disappointment at bay because I like your optimism and I like you thinking that we're going to look back and it's going to be great. But I'm worried that I'm already collecting my greatest mm. hits of WandaVision. And, like, we're on track 10. <laughs> I, I just want to be telling you, like, I, I think you need to tampen, tampen down your, your expectations and your joy with it because I think you were here for the sitcom. Yeah. And this show is not about presenting WandaVision in sitcom style. Not anymore. No. So. What a lie to tell. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, I've not you gone back to the Marvel. things. I, I have talked about doing a video series at some point of the lies that Marvel tells in, in its trailers. Because <laughs> oh. Marvel lies in trailers. Marvel changes CG to show different things happening that actually happen in I'm the I'm really films. pleased they that, do. That's... And this is how you end up with fake history. And that's, like, it, it, it is interesting. It does set up something different. So when you get there, you're like, oh, wow, that's, you know, I didn't expect that or something. I'm so pleased they do. It's almost impossible to avoid trailers. I, I think there is... Space for, like, as a trailer comes out, right, where do we think the lies are? (laughs) What do we think they're lying about? And I will be interested to go back and see these and go, is it that the trailer is a lie because it makes it look all sitcom? Mm. Or is there other things in there that are different? Yes, I think at the end we should definitely revisit the trailer. Mm. 
I have notes. I haven't even opened my notebook. That's how annoyed I've been. Right, hold on. Bethany performance <clears throat> good. I thought he was very good in this. It was good. Yeah, much more vision like, but it's now a movie rather than a sitcom. So I did enjoy. I no, I I enjoyed his bit of Jimmy Concarni. Yes. Great, good delivery. <laughs> it was good delivery. Where the hell is Agent Franklin still? The beekeeper just seems to have disappeared. Mm. Is he also the devil? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> might be. <laughs> um, what about the hexagons? Not really any more hexagons this time, was there? Well, we are calling it the hex. Mm-hmm. So was it just a shortcut to the hex? No, completely. That was something Matthew was saying last time. It's just Which an I excuse mean, to be yeah. able to get to call it that. Yeah. yeah. Could be a jump gate, though. That's, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back on the table. If it was a hex and that was a curse... Mm. That is an interesting. Like witches do. Mm, well, interesting. well, indeed. Mm, isn't the indeed. comics isn't um, Wanda's powers are called hex powers, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. That's not the best witching no. characterization one might have. So but... that's all of the future episode stuff. I am going to jump in and just have some random points. Um, Wanda using her powers out in the open with abandon. Um and the boys and um, Quicksilver running about all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, Shocking. No concern. Uh, I assume we're going to get the, the thing from the trailer of It's Our Home and then want Vision saying, well, let's defend it then, because they're all still in Halloween costume. So I was expecting to see it in this one. Unless oh, it so is. The next episode might be back into. Yeah. Oh, lies so, unless the trailer. trailer lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but if and if it, I was thinking, if we do get this next episode, you know, is Vision under Wanda's control at that stage? Because having seen what he's seen in this episode, for him to then turn around and suggest this is something mm. that he should be defending and keeping up, or maybe Wanda would explain what it actually yeah, is. Maybe, in some sense. Uh, and my final list on on reasons to love Jimmy, when they identify that Haywood horrible name but we're not going to have an explicit podcast um, when we find out that um, Hayward is tracking vision and he sees that he can see the um, people and they're not moving very much the first thing Jimmy th- says is oh so he has an idea of their well-being as if Hayward would care but it's the first thing that Jimmy goes to I thought that was a strange thing to say I'll be honest I thought it was very Jimmy because how, how, yeah, but how does he have an idea of their well-being? How do you look at that and have an idea of someone's well-being? Um, magic dots on him. And then also, um, Darcy's <laughs> fudge as she enters the hex. <laughs> uh, I love a, a, that was nice. a good place that was nice. swear, swear filter. Beautifully done. Anyone else got any more? Yes. Um, I thought it was interesting that Darcy doesn't know who she works for. Which... Again, seemed a strange kind of... I mean, yes, I suppose it's funny enough. Do you work for me? I don't know. Maybe that's just funny. Um, given that her general sort of presence there seems to have become quite untethered from purpose, that was interesting. Mm. And and again, this is that, that issue I have with that whole scene is our characters are just sort of moving around in it, not really tethered to their purpose. You know, I mean, they are obviously trying to uncover what's happening and, mm. and help people and have realised that Haywood is bad. But in terms of, you know, Darcy was brought to do a job. Um, I get her saying she doesn't really know who she works for because at the beginning when she rattles off the 
five mm. agencies that are all there together. I can understand the chain of command being a little bit confused, mm. but also it's quite a Darcy thing to say, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, a, a number of thoughts are rattling around in my little head at the moment, particularly the, the MCU stuff is not necessarily being helped by watching it week to week because that moment is supposed to be high stress on the back of Wanda's appearance at the end of the last episode. Mm. So a week mm. between them sort of diminishes some of that emotional impact there because we're not straight Definitely. back into that situation. Fine. So it makes me wonder about the editing and when I've already thought that some of the editing of the MCU stuff is out of sync with yeah. the sitcom world stuff. Yep. Fine. And then it makes me realise about the that they introduced an extra episode. They said, oh, yeah, we're actually going to have nine episodes rather than eight. If next episode does pick up on the Halloween stuff, is that where they've decided to move around some of the editing so they could get more MCU stuff in to turn what would have been a 50-minute episode into two 30-minute episodes, maybe? Mm. So it might have been Halloween spectacular. Mm. It, is what you're saying. Yeah, it could be next episode goes back into whatever the rest of that plot is or mm. that sequence because she, she, her powers are now so stretched she can't update the sitcom reference so quickly. I don't know, it just... You know me, I'll always think of it from a production standpoint and that's making mm. me wonder... Would it again when you watch it back and you binge it and you're going straight from the emotion of Wanda's appearance to them? It it really feels like you you had two different writers' rooms writing this stuff, mm. and joining the two together has been a task. Um, you know, making sure that everyone is literally in the right place, that Darcy is in the right place at the right time, mm. that you know Wanda is there when Hayward is there, it just. And, you know, it's always dark in the MCU world. What is time I th- Yeah, like? I don't think time's moving that quickly. I think we're what, looking what at the is same... time? <laughs> God. Okay, well, we're going to save that one for the next pod on the basis of where we are time-wise <laughs> on this one. Yeah, the reaction from... So it's dark, isn't it? In MCU, as in nighttime dark, not mm. just dark mm-hmm. uh, in the there MCU. Ain't no sun. Um, so I'm taking it that this is the same night that Wanda came out because of the reaction yes. that Maria had of, you know, you cut us off at the knees. Yeah. They're, they're carrying in the drone that's still got yeah. red Wanda juice on it. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, that I suppose does explain some of the mismatch of it because you've obviously been through more time in WandaVision and we still get the sense that there are episodes that we haven't seen. But also, it's like they're not watching yeah. anymore. We we don't see maybe there's a bank of interns watching or something now. But I mean I mean our MCU heroes aren't no. watching. You know, our little intrepid trio of marvellous characters. Mm. Um aren't doing I thought that. that's what um Darcy was actually setting up when she was in fact hacking. I thought she was um setting up some kind of you know, so on they've got it on a mobile and they can watch WandaVision. I wanna watch my stories. Yeah. <laughs> Just one more episode and then bed, mum. <laughs> we've got, because we. I was just thinking when you were talking about time, we've got, I think, quite a bit more to come. Because when Kevin Feige has been talking about this, he's done various interviews about the difference in dealing with a two and a half hour film and a six hour series. How many hours I are we I think we must be about three. So I think we must be getting some longer episodes. We've got three episodes left. Yeah. I mean, is he counting credit time, 
because you know we could just there are seven minutes, minutes of left. credits every every episode yeah <laughs> yeah that still gives us longer than 30 minutes mm. per episode and the last few have mm. been a bit longer than they've not mm. all stuck to 20 yeah two this, this one was 31 i think yeah again with seven minutes of credits yeah <laughs> after the 31 so yeah Oof. 30 um I've got one more note, which is just, you know, a by the by, but when the kids identify their powers, it is precisely like in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic when the ponies get their cutie marks. And I just thought that was that was entertaining. Nice. I mean, I, you know, intentional or not, why not chuck in a reference if you can? It just like that, that kind of, wow, you got this. <laughs> and you know, it's not just... what I would have predicted, if I'm honest. Have we got anything else to say about WandaVision episode six? Which was not a very spectacular Halloween, let's be honest. I have one other note. I love the line, red wiggly woos. <laughs> Brilliant. I think I prefer and your red magic after. juice. Red, yeah, red magic juice is very cool. Like, But I like that there's other people in this series who just say random stuff. Because <laughs> that's what we end up doing on, on Across the Arrowverse. Just like, you know, computery, hackery, beepity boop <laughs> stuff. <laughs> There you go, that's my notes. Done. <laughs> and so, if you've enjoyed listening to all these things and have anything you would like to say, you can find... What can you find? I've forgotten I've forgot what the outro is. Matthew, what can you find? <laughs> you can find us on the street trying to talk to anyone about these things. You can find us on Twitter at Gushing. You can see I left no break in there. You have to leave the whole joke in. Um, you can email us, podcast at Gushing. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Matthew Bose. And you can find these two on Twitter. At this AE show. And I'm at Laura Geeks Out. And I'm not on the street anywhere because we're in a pandemic, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a pandemic thank, with four walls. Thank you for making my joke funnier. <laughs> <laughs>